0: are matt and kevin and welcome to season two of the believe in overwatch league podcast on the believe podcast network the number one podcast network for professionals please like rate and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms you can also find us on social media at believe in owl and believe.com this week we cover the games at the justice home stand the cancellation
1: of matches in seoul and the new experimental card
0: hello hello everybody welcome to the gameplay analysis section of the believe in overwatch league podcast this week we're taking a look at the washington justice homestand and all the things that happened this weekend um what did you think of it overall kevin i have i have my thoughts about having to watch all of this but how did you feel about it
1: uh let's just say that we made a couple friendly bets in my discord and i lost like most of them (laughs) like there's a lot of games that i was like on paper this team should win this team should be better and it didn't happen um we knew there were there were some games that i was like oh yeah for sure i'm like sitting down now i'm gonna watch this in its entirety the other ones i was just like oh god why is this on the card uh (laughs) so like for sure when i saw that the Philly Fusion had a few games this week. Um, I read that Poco tweet that he tweeted out earlier, and he's like, People are sleeping on us, man. Like, uh, they don't know how good we are. And then when they played against, you know, NYXL, I was like, okay, this team actually knows what it's doing. Um but I think right know, now they're rated as the top team in the league. Yeah, they're it's them and the shock are still up there. Um just because well the shock haven't played a lot. So I feel like whenever the shock versus the fusion happens, it's going to really like determine like, this is it right now. Um, I feel like NYXL is still definitely a good team. They just have to figure out their footing now that they have a couple more or a couple new players on that squad. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see a lot of these games where I'm not going to spoil all of them, but the games were pretty, pretty wild.
0: I was just not expecting to have to watch for as long as I did because I, I was coming, <laughs> uh, I watched like an, an hour or so. No, I watched the first, the first matchup between Philly and uh, NYXL. And then uh, I had, I left because I went to go see Joe Coy at the forum. And first off, like that was so amazing. And like Gabriel Iglesias was his surprise opener. So mm. Holy crap. Like, the best $150 I spent cuz I when I buy tickets I'll buy two so that I can have someone drive me because Ubering is is, is definitely going to cost more than buying another ticket. Mm-hmm. So I did that. But so I came back home and I'm like, "Okay, let me watch these next two matches. I'll be done in like maybe 3 4 hours." And then it's like, "No. No, the, these games did not end quickly." So,
1: yeah, they felt really long and it's just because like they were they went to like okay i i don't i'm gonna call it what what i called it uh you know clown fiesta match two on day one um (laughs) like uh nobody they're like oh it's best of three we're all good and then they go to a map seven and you're like oh god what is my life like who thought this was a good idea um but yeah it was just way too long um and then some of the other games, like I think most of them went to like four maps, which is which at means the, that like
0: at the very least it went to four, I think it was mostly five, yeah, the weekend,
1: yeah, day two had like two five game matches, uh, and then yeah every, everyone else just went super long, but yeah yeah, day, it, day one
0: was day one was four, it had two fours, one seven and one and seven. Then, and then day two i think was just all fives yeah no no for, it was a three a five and a five
1: yeah
0: oh man okay yeah. um but that philly fusion team though like
1: they're good uh they have yet to play chipsa uh but mm. <laughs> they're good um
0: it... about chipsa though really quickly like it's kind uh... of mean but if you look on the internet, like his player photo is not the most flattering. It's um I'm sorry to say this, Chipsa, but you look like the stereotypical, like just neckbeard all the way. And like people are using his, his faces to meme things. It's it's really mean, but they could have taken a better photo of him. They let them know that they have like
1: they're taking the photo the day of, right? um i don't know
0: it's it's not it's not gonna be a surprise thing ever
1: yeah so like yeah chips just looks like he just rolled out of his basement like this is (laughs) this is not a good look for, for him and
0: uh he's seeing the sun and people for the first time in ages
1: yeah exactly it's just things like that and it was funny too like um if you saw poco on his twitter um the day before he was like should i shave the beard and he had like this he had like this almost handlebar mustache going on. And then um, he's like, should I just keep the mustache and then shave it off for the league? And then he's like, should I take it with or without? And then he just went with, you know, very typical Poco look. Um, but yeah, I- I'm glad he didn't keep the weird mustache. Uh, <laughs> it, it was good. Uh, but yeah, chips could have taken some tips from, uh, from Poco there.
0: I think for me, like just watching Philly, the, all this day, like the New York Excel did manage to take one win off them, but like watching that uh, that Horizon map, like Philly take the first point in exactly a minute, like yeah, and I don't know, New York Excel are a good team, but I don't know, like like the Philly Fusion have really like beefed up their presence in this league.
1: Yeah, I feel like the fusion are definitely coming in with a lot of momentum uh they had games last week um and this week so they definitely have a lot more play time on the stage um and yeah nyxl are playing with some new pieces and one of the things like I'm not gonna bash on him but who are you is actually a really he's a good Hanzo player like he's oh, absolutely crazy good on Hanzo but
0: they're making him play May which is something that he's definitely not used to playing. So um I feel like it's a thing that across the league teams are doing. They they're they're, make, they're forcing the May players out. They're they're forcing people who don't play May to play May because of the utility that May has.
1: Yeah, she brings so much utility right now to the to the league and to the game that if you're not picking May, you're essentially losing out on like a third tank. So once again, uh we know that they're going to be working on that on the blizzards half on the overwatch development team half of trying to balance out may so that she's just not pooping over pooping on everybody in the league. You know, Um, we kind of want that diversity again. um, That isn't just like, I feel like just may Ryan and diva are going to be mainstays right now. um, Mm -hmm. Unless something
0: changes. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think for for the the Philly Fusion map, I think one of the biggest things that they did was they they focused on the backline a lot. They were really focused on especially taking out Jonak. Like Jonac kept getting picked off like repeatedly, um, and it's just NYXL felt very sloppy. They didn't feel cohesive when they were playing the Philly Fusion.
1: Yeah, they weren't as tight as Philly is right now, and. Once again, I do contribute it to like there's a ton of new pieces on the team. They're trying to figure out like how everybody's gonna play together. Um, Philly just kinda took whatever they had on their original roster. Like they kept, you know, EQO Carpe, Poco. Um, and then they just added a couple of new pieces from their their Academy team. Um, so I really do think that these guys are probably one of the best in the league right now. Um if not the best currently up there. Um mm-hmm. so now we're just gonna wait on on the rest of the league to catch up kinda. Yeah. NYXL just need to work on figuring out their own meta. I feel like they're too busy trying to conform to the meta right now. Um let let who are you play Hanzo. Like let him let him do his thing. Um or if you really need to put Libero back in just for like a match or round maybe that'll help with like synergy um but yeah i do understand they want to get the they want to get the rookie some time to play so who are you is currently in uh quite a bit but
0: yeah okay now let's, let's move on to the i think the biggest the definitely the biggest match of the weekend uh the boston uprising versus the houston outlaws um so now now just starting starting off, the, the Outlaws are currently worst ranked in the league. Um, the, not every team has played yet, but that's where they're sitting at. Um, Dante is finally back. Ruckus is back. Um, according to the casters, when the Outlaws arrived in D.C., they lost their luggage. So that's something that they were still contending with when they got there. Players are still sick. Um, no sign of links or whatsoever blase is was facing against his old team uh what during this matchup but it, it's just it it's it, it was such a weird match like uprising won the fir- for the first one then there was a draw then uprising won the second one and then another draw and then the outlaws won the next two maps and then i don't know it, it, it's a weird thing where the outlaws have have this tendency to just wake up late in the game. And then they're giving away free progress, free point, free time. They're, they're exhausted probably by the end when they're finally performing as they should. Um, and and it's just been a tendency for them for a while. They have good moments of where they can pop off. It's just, they're not consistent as a team. Um, yeah, I, I think this was, I read online, this was the first time that there's been a, a double draw in an Overwatch League match. Mm. So, I I also read a funny tweet where it, it's comparing the two teams. It's like, oh my God, they're both really good or they're just equally bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. If anything, like
1: we dubbed this match, the Clown Fiesta. Um, this is one of those games where you watch it and you're like, why is this a thing like why why is it taking so long like um i was watching it live with a couple of friends on my discord channel and we were just hanging out and watching this and we just finished off with of the high of uh you know the nyxl versus the philly fusion and we're like okay yeah we can we could definitely watch this next one and be like totally down to figure out what we're gonna do um and We watched the first one. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, both of these teams are kind of weird. <laughs> like, uh, this is gonna be a really weird game. And yeah, we were right. We we left for we left for lunch around uh, map three, and we came back, and it was still map seven. So we were like, uh, <laughs> this why? match after
0: two and a half hours.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel so like long. um the big highlights, obviously, uh, Jerry first time mm. in the league uh, did a lot. Same thing with uh, Muffin. He did really well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the they're showing that they picked up some talent on the uprising, and uh, the Outlaws just need to figure out what they need to do. Once again, uh, they they're running things that are kind of weird, um, and it's not working. So,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, like the thing with the Outlaws is once they stopped trying to play the meta that's when they started to to do well like putting Dante on May is not his strong point once Dante swapped off May and started playing things like Tracer or or whatever or other heroes he actually was able to perform um yeah um what else Oh, a funny thing is, Myungbung was playing um Anna for the entire match and Jerry was playing as the McCree. And when they finally gave the the player the match to Myungbang, they had the McCree as the uh the image of the hero. So it's like, were you planning on giving it to Jerry and you just decided last minute to swap to Myungbung?
1: Yeah, maybe they uh they don't goof. Maybe they were just like uh, young bung was hitting every shot so he must be a hit scan what's the closest (laughs) hit scan we got we got mccree all right let's (laughs) throw him up there like that's probably their train of thought honestly i think jerry was a huge player and probably should have been player of the match in that but um
0: yeah i think i think for me with the outlaws to make them a better team is they got to get rid of Muma they really got get got to get rid of Muma because Muma as as a tank when he would play characters like um Winston, he's able to to go in very aggressively and then get out because Muma has that a bit of mobility. But as he's playing now as on as he's on the Reinhardt, he plays way too aggressively. Like he charges when he really shouldn't. He's so easy for any team in the league to catch out of place and focus down. And when he's down, the outlaws can't push. So I think either you need to retrain Muma or cut him from the team. He uh, he's not he's I think the weakest link in the team at this point. He's losing the matches. And if you were to pick up
1: somebody to replace Muma, who would you bring?
0: Bumper's still a free agent, yeah. Yes, a
1: Bumper is still free agent. Pulling Bumper, okay. I I could see bumper, or if they want, if they're like super desperate, sign XQC. He's oh still, no, he's still he's still a free agent. He's probably one of the big best. News, yeah, it'd be big news to just see him versus like Chipsa uh, or him versus Sinatra because they have beef. So, um, yeah, I I would definitely see
0: if they signed XQC. I would I would abandon the team honestly. I yeah. I I do not like XQC and anything he stands for. Yeah,
1: uh, I can see definitely bumper though because they already have repel on that team, um. So it wouldn't be
0: a bad pickup. Do you think Muma stands a chance of like actually learning how to stop charging and being caught out and actually be an effective main tank for his team? Because as it stands, like he's you've been training. This is week two already, and you're you're going to play in week three. Like, if you keep doing the same thing, you're not going to win. I feel like
1: the outlaws will make that assessment and figure out who they need to or what the plan of action is um I feel like Muma is kind of a legacy player at this point where he's he's just kind of there um uh because they're like oh we can't release him because he's been there since day one and stuff like that but I do agree that the meta at the moment is playing Reinhardt with your team and Muma doesn't know the extent of where he can go of like how far he can push um, compared to other players like um, like super knows the limit and like um, yeah of course Sato Sato knows the limit but like you have to know the limitations of your hero before you can make your make your crazy plays like that so um, and if- also
0: Muma never connects his shatters ever
1: yeah it i I don't think he connected once it's one of those things where uh i'm I'm definitely i'm writing up a chart right now for my team but it's like how to like the mindset that you need to have when playing main tanks or off tanks so i was working on the one with reinhardt and it's like when do you throw shatter right and it is there's literally like 50 things that are going on in your head when you're thinking about shatter it's like Do they have barriers? Yes, no. Um, And then, like, do they have crowd control? How much crowd control? And then one of the weirdest ones that, like, at least I keep tabs on is when was the last time the enemy Ryan threw Firestrike, right? Um, And how often do they throw it? So, for me, it's, if you can read, like, start downloading the tendencies of the enemy Reinhardt, you can land shatters super quickly. Like, um, there's some of them that will throw fire strike like whenever they get it off cooldown, which is every six seconds. Um, there's yeah. other Reinhardts who will throw it like only when they see two or more people. So you look at those tendencies and then you punish them off of those tendencies. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of weird, but if you do it right, the Reinhardt throws fire strike every six seconds at five and a half seconds you wind up the the fire strike and the guy's already in the animation so you're just like oh okay i'm punishing you off your tendencies i get like a four-man shatter and push into your team uh, that's on you ryan uh, stop being so greedy and then yeah. the next time next time you fight into him he's very cautious of that and then you're like okay you just wait till his shield's gone and then you push in and you just yeah you just figure out the enemy's tendencies it's a lot of fun um but you also have to keep in mind your own because you know the enemy ryan can figure that out as well
0: mm-hmm. i'm just so surprised this went to seven
1: yeah uh, two hours and 40 minutes of overwatch uh clown fiesta is not something that i want to do ever again uh, <laughs> that's the yeah. equivalent of watching like two full matches already so i just want Honestly, these two teams definitely, there's no place to go but up, uh, according to the Brig line. So they just got to go figure out and get a win or else, you know, the Houston Outlaws are going to be the Shanghai Dragons of season one.
0: Without the goodwill. Honestly. Yeah, without
1: like even trying, like
0: it's it's just unfortunate. At least with the Dragons, like you you really wanted them to get a win because like, they had a dedicated family so like oh they're cool we really want them to at this point with the the outlaws it's sad because we know they can perform it's just what is wrong with you yeah at the very
1: end of like this whole game my friend sent me a picture of like a bunch of ronald mcdonald's like in front of a mcdonald's and they're like hey guys i found the houston outlaws and i'm like oh man <laughs> <laughs> i was like don't talk about the florida mayhem season one like that <laughs> he's just like oh man <laughs> but yeah it was it was just sad i i didn't want uh i really didn't want it to end this way but i hope that next week at their own homestand they could maybe get one win i don't even know who they're well i'll check the schedule but uh, yeah. I just hope that they could get a win for their fans, you know.
0: Uh, wh- yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm iffy too uh, about that. I don't, I don't have words for that. Let Let me just check to to see what that's like. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so they have the London Spitfire and the Toronto Defiant. Um, oh, fun. Okay, so
0: oh, hello. I mean, own two. So own two, own two. The weekend.
1: Okay, so I feel like if they're lucky, maybe they'll beat the Spitfire on Saturday. But there's no way in hell you're beating the Defiant. <laughs> I'm just no. saying. The Defiant uh, are
0: doing really well.
1: They're very good. They're a very good team. Um, they do have a, once again. It's like a completely different team. There's a whole bunch of new people on that squad um but they're all like very talented players so i feel like they're only going to get better over the course of the year they're only going to get better
0: um figuring out who they need to play against so i i really wish like having gone through this like the first to 3 is an improvement over the the old format but at this point if if it's going to still have the potential to go to 7 uh, i really really think that they should adopt more of a best of three model. Yeah.
1: If it's a best of three model, um the only thing is like there are four different map types which suck. Um but best yeah. of three, and then
0: you have one of the tiebreaker. Just r- rotate or figure out a way. I don't know. I just don't want to watch seven matches again.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's also gonna get only longer unfortunately it once overwatch 2 comes out too um Uh, we have push mode right um but unlike you know uh the 2cp or um or hybrid maps like push mode is either you win it or or you don't so there's no ties in that one
0: i think Um, they should just we know that push mode works because they've debuted it i think just pull out push mode early add it to the league we need it we we yeah. don't want any more seven round matches yeah it just make it
1: you could still make it first to three or like yeah just play five maps only and whoever wins the most wins the most okay like if you get the three it's over but like if you get you know if it still keeps tying up whoever wins push mode wins it all right like that's yeah. that should just be it
0: so uh the Eternal versus the Justice. Um, what happened in this match? Okay, it went to I, four. It went to four and the and the Eternal won it. Um oh, yeah. Loss at home for first loss at home for the Justice. Day one, not a good start to their homestand. Yeah. And the
1: thing about this match, honestly, I had the justice, like I picked the justice to win this fight. Um, but the the thing is the eternal just
0: came out like hot. They they were just they're doing a strong team. Like they, they were right doing now, very like, well. Yeah. My top two teams are Philly and Paris right now. They're they're doing excellently.
1: I feel like Paris just had a very good matchup this weekend. Um, and it's once again, like Stratus and Corey are freaking crazy on Washington, right? Like they're good. Um, it's just getting down to a point where they they need to just be consistent and if the justice become consistent they're going to be one of the top teams in the league but it's just that the eternal are just coming out with just pure like strength right now um mm-hmm. and yeah they're just insane so um i feel like the eternal are are okay where they stand um still number 1 for me is um is philly and the shock are probably tied at number 1 for me number 2 probably nyxl and then the eternal or the defiant then the eternal so i'd give them top five
0: um in this kind of field right now i think day two was like aside from the excitement that was the clown match i think day two was was even even more so because we had we, we had the just the absolute stomp of the outlaws by the nyxl so they i don't know if that was a return to a wake-up call the previous day for the NYXL, or it's just because they were facing the Outlaws. But um, that was that was a bad match for as an Outlaws fan. But the rest of the ones were almost reverse sweeps. We almost saw two reverse sweeps that day. We saw one reverse sweep, which was fantastic. I'm trying to think of what happened in the Outlaws match. That was if there's anything worth noting. Um,
1: so not really. Right. Um, If anything, I feel like the the loss, the NYXL loss the day before just motivated them to be like, okay, yeah, we have to win this next one. And it just so happened that it was the outlaws and they just got completely stomped out by NYXL. Um, They they went back to the drawing board and figured out what they needed to do. So if anything, the outlaws need to figure out, obviously what they need to do. um, And if there needs to be personnel changes or anything
0: else going into it. is there a team at this point that you think that the outlaws have a really good chance of beating who
1: they have a chance of beating or like, is
0: there anybody?
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, this is, this is pretty, pretty tough. Um, let's see. I mean, they would have to pick on like somebody who's super weak. Um, scrolling through the names i don't think they could beat anybody if they can't beat the boston uprising i i don't think that they can do anything else um the florida mayhem are still pretty okay i guess um like you can go after them maybe the hunters Mm -hmm. um but honestly like if you're playing as is right now uh you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what you're doing Maybe you need to do some personnel training or personnel switches. Maybe, you know, maybe put hydration in. Uh, I don't. You picked them up for a reason. And yeah, you're not even playing them. Like, come on, guys.
0: They they're not I don't think they're using their their pickups the most effectively. Like we saw Dante come back, but
1: I feel like hydration just needs to get something in. Like, they're letting Blase play for like a long time, and. You should get hydration into the rotation. Other than the fact, like, yeah, it should just be Muma and, uh, and Meko the whole game. Like hydration, we saw him. Um, he was one of the only players uh, we saw switch seats. Um, he would play. He would play DPS one round, and then they would switch him into play Sigma. Right when Sigma mm-hmm. was first released, so hydration definitely has that potential. It's just. I don't understand why they're not playing him on this team.
0: I I think their their entire staff coaching and everybody really needs to to sit down and, and rethink and reorganize because as they're playing, they're not going to get very far.
1: Yeah, this is like if there was an Overwatch League draft, we would be like, oh, yeah, they're tanking. They're tanking to get a good round pick, but there's no such thing as, as round picks here. So... Yeah, uh do something with hydration please or if you're actually trying to tank let the man go and find a like a new team cuz yeah, don't don't put this boy through this being a bench warmer like if anything like some other team would probably try to sign him or trade him for somebody
0: else. All right, so let's move on to the defiant v the fusion. This was another this was the first really close reverse sweep that we saw over the weekend
1: yeah and i re- thoroughly enjoyed this match the defiant versus the fusion um honestly probably some of the top teams in the league right now um but i'm glad that there's like a lot of you know
0: competition a good competition here and it wasn't like it, it wasn't a trade-off like the philly fusion came out very dominant at the beginning. And after the break, that's when the defiant got their two wins, and then that put pressure at the, at the very, very end for the fusion to come and make sure that they got that win. It was just a very it was very exciting because like the day before I'm looking at these matches, um, it, they weren't as close. Like they got to four, but you could still see who was really dominant in, in the fights. I think day two was all about for, for the second two matches, it was that the matchups were more even.
1: Yeah, it was more even, but it wasn't a clown fiesta. Like, these guys are actually going out there and getting wins. And uh, yeah, this game was just really tight. The matches were close. And, you know, it's just good. uh, How could I describe it? Just
0: good games. I think the most exciting one for me was if we move on if we want to move on to the um the spitfire versus justice this is so last match like this the justice really 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 need to get a win at home here because it's their own home stand um it's uh it went the justice one then the justice one again and then the spitfire one there too and then you get to map five and they're so so close to to taking this win home um Nepal and, and village, they took one each, and then you get to shrine, so it's literally down to the wire. And at the very end, they're fighting in OT to keep flipping it. And it was like the London London Spitfire, like rushed, they trickled in and rushed to flip the point at the very end, and they were somehow able to do it. And they they stole this match from the justice. Like it was the justices to win. They had it in OT.
1: Yeah, they. It was just so close just to watch that match too um yeah, you just have to take it and realize like what part of your game can you fix, but yeah, I felt like the justice played as best as they could um and yeah, I just hope that hope that it they could figure out what makes yeah. them good again, like some of these some of these matches are just like super close losses and if anything, it just shows that you're still competing. You're still doing, you're still fighting here.
0: Yeah. If anything, this match was just a good show for the London Spitfire because they are essentially a brand new team with the exception of Krillin. Mm-hmm. So, even early on, they're 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 clicking very well, and they they show that in in a pinch, they have what it takes to to take the win. The Justice lose both matches at their homestand, which is sad for them. I um, think that, that I saw on the, uh, the Houston homestand, uh, no, the Houston outlaws Twitter page. Um, they, they had a post. It's the home stand host record at event. And so this is what it goes. The New York XL picked up both of them. Dallas lost both of them. Philly won both of them. Washington lost both of them. So if you continue the pattern, the Houston Outlaws should theoretically win theirs, but like, I think this is just interesting because it one it looks like there's a pattern, and two like, it it's never a one in a one in one. Do you think that there's either like a pattern or just like a curse on these home stands that if if you're alternating, you're gonna win or lose or or whatever? It's just a, I think it's just a really really interesting coincidence.
1: Yeah, I feel like if you uh, if you see the tweet that was posted by by the Outlaws there, and then you scroll down into the comments, uh, you're gonna get my reaction, uh, <laughs> and literally like half of them, which are like, I don't, I don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, just no, the way it's, how it's your records happen. are.
0: They're gonna break. They're gonna definitely. They're gonna break that pattern. But,
1: <laughs> but. Do you think they could go one and one? That is that is my question here for for the outlaws. I think if you could go one and one, you you're you're a winner. If you can beat the outlaw, or if you can beat the uh, if you could bit beat, beat the the Spitfire somehow, I can't even speak. If you could beat the Spitfire and lose to the Defiant, like y- you get a win, you get a pass today. But I don't think that you're beating both of them uh you're beating just one maybe
0: yeah i don't think that i think if if they get their act together and then they fixed whatever moon was doing um they get their healers to not be focused down because Rockus was also getting focused down so hard the backline was getting targeted uh very effectively by both of the teams that they faced um I think if they're able to better protect their healers and their main tank doesn't go um, try to be a hero on, on his own lonesome, I think they might have a chance. If Also, if they're able to, instead of waiting till the very end of the match to find their rhythm, if they're able to start off and get that momentum going and, and just ride on that high and use the crowd energy to... To really motivate them and and keep them focused and thinking i think that maybe they have a slight chance of beating the spitfire yeah they can if they can focus and identify where their problem areas are which they don't seem to have been able to do so far if they can do that they have a shot if not then we're going oh and six yay uh not so yay for
1: the outlaws, but that's just like how it is really it if the home stands are gonna favor them it's gonna be in a way where they use their momentum to to kind of win the match or win the games for the crowd but if not <laughs> uh yeah i I don't know if you're gonna have anybody show up to your second home stand like unless you have a better card or like better matches showing up ahead of it um it's the unfortunate reality which is uh the home stands right now.
0: I, I it's so hard being an Outlaws fan at this point. I don't want to abandon them cuz like I I do have some sort of of hope that they can do something later on like we don't know what'll happen after um Hero Pools come in. Maybe maybe they'll find some spark there but just it's it's an abysmal time what do you think about the meta at this point because i think at this point the casters have have essentially like said yes this meta has been solidified it's pretty much gonna like most matches are gonna be run with uh that i've seen it's uh the may the Rhine, the diva the anna and the lucio with a little bit of of leeway in who who your healers are it's you, sometimes you'll get like a Baptiste instead of a Lucio. Um, occasionally a Mercy if you're running a Pharmacy Comp. But that first DPS slot is very changeable depending on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, Hex is calling it Frost Cowboy, which I really disagree with because, like I said, the the McCree is very conditional. I think that the most important uh, players that or characters that we're seeing right now are the May, the Diva, and the Rhine because the mm-hmm. Rhine has the big old beefy shield to keep the damage off plus the shatters can come in very very importantly when you're either trying to cap a point or you're just trying to win a fight also it like it it does a lot of zoning damage because people are running to get out of the way the may also has the May's got the, the ice wall the freezing capability plus um her blizzard is a, a huge important zoning alt at this point and then the diva you get the mobility the damage um and the eating of the ults so i think they're the top three my my contentions for for names instead of frost cowboy are frost shield or frost shatter because of the Rhine and the may or i'm thinking like since we had goats which i i don't know why it was called goats but like this is like a frost tank kind of meta, so I'm thinking polar bear, because like if there's anything in the world that's a, a icy tank, it's a polar bear.
1: Yeah. The goats was defined by the team that was called goats in contenders. Uh and they were uh, the ones who tried it out first, but yeah, that's why it was called goats. Um but in terms of like yeah, naming this, I can see you going full Guy Fieri and just calling it triple B. Which is <laughs> blizzard blizzard barriers and bombs like that's literally all it is. I like uh, it. Like yeah, just roll up, and just be like, yep, yeah, we're we're looking at triple B here, and then plus whatever. Uh, you kind of have you could add a little bit of a, you know, whatever else you want for that DPS slot and the double healers. It's always variable depending on who that last bit is, but until they do something with May. I don't think that she's going anywhere. Ryan's got the biggest shield and diva has got so much mobility. There's no reason why not to play them. Um, right. Unless you're doing something that's like really conditional or really against um, the way how they're going to be playing it. Like, I'm honestly surprised that we don't see a lot more Zarya in these kinds of games. Um, I do understand like, oh, yeah, you need the Diva for the for the high ground contest. But Zarya is like the natural counter to D.Va. And having that ability to just like Diva Diva has no protection against Zarya if she gets within range. Like you you're just screwed. So yeah. I'm I'm just kind of surprised that we're not seeing a lot more Zarya in the meta. Um I do understand that, you know, one right click totally negates your ultimate, but if you catch him out like before that even happens, it's it's a doable, like it's a viable solution.
0: We have a meta right now. In a couple of weeks, we're not going to have that because the uh, the hero pools are coming. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to affect standings of these teams and the way that they're playing?
1: I feel like teams that have very flexible players or like players who can play different modes, you know, or different characters are going to be most valuable. Um, I guess the one tricks are good if it's like a specific week. Or you could get away with it, but otherwise, I don't think that we're gonna see um, certain characters like or certain people even get played um, to an extent. Uh Um, For example, for example, oh god, what if we took away May first week? Like I'm just pitching here. It's just uh, okay. uh, McCree, May, Reinhardt, Lucio. Like, what if that's the first hero pool, right? You're like, okay, what now does that mean double shield are we going like Arissa Arissa Sigma again like I could see full dive at that point too with winston Diva um mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel like the hero pools are gonna make these teams like do something weird, and I like it, but then again, yeah. the thing is with the current way how the home stands are you know played out, teams are only playing certain hero pools if they're scheduled for that hero pool correct right
0: and they'll so, know we can advance what yeah. the hero pool is so they're going to be running whatever yeah they're, they're going to be practicing what they're going to run yeah
1: so it's going to be really weird in that in that whole idea because once again hero pools are going to make it you know weekly rechanges so um yeah, teams are only going to be like practicing towards one thing. And if the teams are going to be able to play it, they they will play whatever they can. So um, once again, I feel like it does come down to who you have on the team
0: and how your team is going to play it. I was going to say something real quick. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so going back to the idea that they're going to know a week in advance. What if they didn't? What if they showed up to the homestand and then found out then and there what their hero pool was? Um, how do you think that would affect the league and, and the, the teams and how they're playing? I think it would be fun. Uh, <laughs> you just have some really
1: weird like lineups. The whole thing that I feel like it would suck though is like four teams. You would have to pay for like everybody to fly out there. Um, and then you won't know who you want to play until the day of. Um so anybody could be on call. Um, I'm kind of glad that they're getting it a week before so like they can fly out the necessary players or mm-hmm. like a l- smaller roster. But at the same time, I feel like it would be hilarious if it's just like, oh, yeah, you're not playing this today. Like uh, if they were just like, oh, yeah, no, Ryan. And they're like, all right, super. You you don't you don't play today. You just sit over there. Uh, yeah. Like or you can play Winston. But uh, uh, like it's just kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, it would be interesting, definitely, to just kind of go in there and be like, oh, yeah, these heroes are banned. You can't play them Uh, to just see what the teams do. I mean, in my opinion, I feel like the teams that are, once again, the most flexible are going to be the best teams when it comes right. down like later down the line. So um, we we see the versatility of the shock just because they rotate out their DPS players um, and they kind of all specialize in like a certain aspect of the game. So, if that's the case once again, like you could have like, if May is banned, right? You just sit Rascal that week. You play Architect and like Striker or something, or Sinatra Striker, for that for that matchup. Or, um, like you know, if you want Rascal on the far, you can play him there. Um, play him with Architect on a Bastion or a Widow. Like, just teams that have essentially a wider hero pool are going to be stronger and i can't wait to see that honestly
0: all right so who else is playing at the outlaws homestand next week also i just saw a tweet from them they're going to be they're going to be hosting a uh, retirement ceremony for jake before the the matches actually begin so if you like jake then that's the thing to watch out for
1: so week four of the overwatch league once again it's in houston at the revenge music center uh We have seven games. Uh, Oh no! We were talking about that uh, inconsistency in terms of how many games they play. But and what time they start? Yeah, what time they start? So Saturday, uh, twelve between twelve and four. We have the New York Excelsior versus the Florida Mayhem as our opening match. Second is the Defiant versus the Atlanta Rain. I feel like that's going to be an interesting one. And then the last game of the day, you have the London Spitfire versus the Houston Outlaws. And then we're finally finished with February, so we move into March. Um, Boston Uprising versus the Philly Fusion um, starts at 10 a.m. that day. So it's before their normal time of 12. Um, So early. Yeah. Then you have the Paris Eternal versus the Atlanta Reign, so bird fight. Um, And then you have the London Spitfire versus the Florida Mayhem. At two, and then you have the Defiant versus the Outlaws at four. So, yeah, any matchups here that you're specifically looking at that you think are going to be good ones to watch?
0: Anything but the Outlaws is, gonna <laughs> be, I think, a good fight. The Outlaws, is just going to be a, oh, can you finally win a map? And like early, not not in the second half for a, an almost reverse sweep. I think anything except the outlaws will be a fun watch if you're an outlaws fan just just take those painkillers now and then sit through it yeah i feel like there's some that
1: are like i'm really looking forward to i feel like the nyxl versus the florida mayhem i feel like this is going to be a full stomp same thing with the uh uprising and the fusion i feel like those ones are just going to be quicks like three o's um the ones that i'm really looking forward to though are the defiant versus the rain um the rain did really well last year and they didn't really change up a lot in the roster uh Mm -hmm. meanwhile the defiant are a completely like new team but they have all-star talent so that's going to be a really interesting team to to see go up and then on the other side we still have the the paris eternal versus the rain that's going to be another one to look at um so even though it is a houston outlaw homestand i feel like the rain games are actually like really good um and you know the defiant versus the outlaws uh, on that last day is going to be kind of, kind of weird, but we'll
0: we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, we will we'll report back on everything that goes on, and well, hopefully I won't have to talk about how th- much the outlaws disappointed me again. But um, likelihood is that they will disappoint <laughs> me again. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there
1: yep we just have to wait till saturday and sunday so hopefully yeah i just want them to get one win but uh, just one if if not yeah hopefully this season <laughs> uh i don't want to say before the half
0: before the mid-season tournament i'm trying to figure out like
1: they have all their games super early in the year too like um i uh-huh. think they play only in like weeks like four and five right like that's it for them like next week is week four so um they play those games and then they have the one game on the fifth and then i'm trying to figure out like when is their next game because i think that they have a little bit of a break before they have to come back and actually play more Mm -hmm. um Yeah, so after the um so they have their homestand, then they play Paris on the seventh, and then they have the rest of March off. Um and then they play the Paris again in April. Um so they have like a whole month between uh March and April to kind of reset and figure out what they need to do. The question is are they gonna use that month effectively? uh hopefully they won't get kicked out of whatever house they were training in and (laughs) yeah they could
0: actually do something (laughs) um but yeah all right well we'll we'll see what happens over the weekend thanks for tuning in if you haven't listened to the news section give that a listen And yeah we'll we'll see you yep we'll see you then Next week, we cover the games for the Houston Outlaws homestand. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms, and follow us on all social media at Believe in O-W-L. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts